goodness. Communication is hard. I mean, if there's anything that we've found over these last two years, it's almost impossible to talk about anything big without just getting pricked inside, just right next to your ego. I mean, in this episode, Ryan and I disagree, and you know what? It wasn't easy. It's not easy not seeing eye to eye on whatever, especially if you really love someone. And this movie doesn't get that deep, but we do have a couple of characters who are unsure of how to communicate or when to communicate or why to communicate what they want. And I really found that beautiful. Ryan had some differing opinions, but I think in the end, what's most important is that there is love. You know, both here on the podcast and in the movie. Here we have Zoe Kazan and Daniel Radcliffe just navigating love. And really, that's what our genre is all about. Enjoy What If. Welcome to everybody's favorite show, A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. You're here with me, a man in a sport coat. Me, Ryan Graves. My pipe blows bubbles. I'm I'm here with Michael Winslow today. <laughs> what was that? That was when a car farts and tries to park in a no parking zone. I'd I be forgot a great that was a Michael thing. Winslow. Um, how you doing, buddy? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel texted me because she's like, "I I heard the new show. It's, uh, you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you for checking in on me it's I feel, nice to have friends who check in on you it is it is really nice uh i, I mean i imagine um a chicken on you how are you <laughs> no i'm doing good are you sure yeah i'm just tired baby woke up teething last night i related to you earlier that she she does this thing i can see her on my big brother camera where she puts one hand in her mouth and reaches the other one towards the camera and goes oh yeah that's that's a pretty apt uh, it makes me feel bad because I can do nothing about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do things, but there's not there's not much you can do parents for a child don't at who's me. teething. Yeah. Well, I do things. Don't at parents. Don't at other parents. Yeah. Come on. You We're know, all in this together. I we feel don't like need your criticism. I actually feel like our audience is really good at sending advice without it being critical. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I really like that about our audience. I really love our audience. Me too. I love, I love you, guys. you guys. Hey, how how are you guys? Yeah, doing? I'm sorry. We neglected to even. I'm so stupid. Stupid, Kelly. You stupid. know, let's just uh, address it, grow from it, yeah. and move on. We'll do. But no, I won't even say that. I love you, audience. We'll work harder. Um, I I learned a new thing. We're we're starting our preempt preemptive or exploratory uh, phase of toilet training, potty training. You and I. Um, no, no, we we're 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 advanced graduates of that. Um, except when we're drunk on Tuesdays. Yeah, well, they don't want to hear about that. Though. Uh, but we're learning about potty training. The first thing I should have remembered this, but they're like, it's not potty training; it's potty learning. Ah, I'm like okay, mm. I'm learning. 
They're like, no, no, your child is learning. I'm like, right, he's learning. <laughs> We're all learning together. Indeed. Anyways, uh, speaking of learning or not learning, as Daniel Radcliffe takes a whole movie to learn uh, about the trials and tribulations of love. I feel like he experiences it, man. He experiences it. Yeah. We're talking about the F word, a.k.a. what if, a.k.a. what's the play called? Um, Cigarettes and toothpaste yogurt? and cigars. Mm. Yeah, that was close. Talk, well, okay. I guess IMDb is calling it "What If." I've seen uh-huh. posters. I think in the UK it's called the F word. Which oh. that happens all the time. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I, yeah, you don't really like that that title. Neither does Robin. I'm. I am. I think both of them are not very good titles. Yeah. Um. But as as I'm trying to come up with multiple titles right now for multiple projects. I get it. It's rough. Titles are hard. Especially because there's been a lot of things. Like, do you guys know? Guys, go go to, like, your bookstore or, like, the internet mm-hmm. or, like, your local blockbuster <laughs> and and just see how many titles there are. There's a lot. There's a lot them. of titles. Let me tell you a story. Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. I ask you about love. Quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. We meet Wallace. Wallace. He's Harry Potter without the glasses. I think this is one of his first, like, uh, let's see. This Post is Potter. 2013. So where does that put us in the Potter timeline? Well, I think he's still... Pottering, pottering about, about. Uh, okay when was the deathly hallows part two deathly Hallows part two is 2011 so this is like oh just post right after harry potter and he's finding his new identity this is right around the time of horns he already made horns yeah he done he had done kill your darlings which is actually a pretty good movie about mm-hmm. alan ginsburg um and then the woman of black shitty horror movie whatever well, and then he was in that short film for the train wreck uh, Which we didn't, we neglected to talk about during that episode. Because but it it's didn't the best. Matter. It's it's the one of my favorite parts of that movie, though. It's so weird. It's such a random little. They thing. just go to see an art movie, and it stars Marissa. T- no, who does it? Yeah, star? it's Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Really shows things where, like, in this current era, Marissa Tomei can both be the love interest of Daniel Radcliffe and be Peter Parker's aunt. <laughs> It's really weird. I love it. Uh, well, oh, and is Robert the, Downey Jr.'s lover in many other films. So Yeah, but that's also, that's like seven years separate. Yeah, still seven years. Seven years can make a big deal of difference. Not with Marissa Tomei, though. <laughs> well, Let me tell you seven what. Years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of seven years, Adam Driver in this movie plays mm-hmm. a very young man who, spoiler alert, gets married and has a kid. Uh, He's uh, playing not a very young man he's probably pay- playing a, a guy in his 20s to 29 year old guy in his 20s he's in a new movie called white noise mm-hmm. directed by noah bombach co-starring greta gerwig where he plays a middle-aged man adult of teenage children like within the span of seven years he went from 20 something to middle-aged actor how, how old did he do this how old is he uh adam driver he's probably i'm gonna guess 38 born in 83 Five years older than me. Oh, so he's 39. Okay. Okay. I, I guess I can buy it. And also, if he had kids at um, the 20s. age of 23, yeah, that's okay. way more than It possible. tracks. It yeah. tracks. It's still Biologically so. I don't like getting older. I, that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I feel you there. <laughs> because when you watch this movie, you're like, oh, right. The 2010s. What day is this coming out on? Sunday the, uh, the 2nd. 
Oh, can we do something real quick? Sure. <clears throat> Robin Veda's song, The Wife and Love of My Life. Happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. We wish it was our birthday so we could party too. The rom-com gents who love you, you know that it is true. We will talk about love and stop doing this to you. Hey! Sorry, Theo loves it when I do that. I assumed Robin did too. I, she, At least Elowen might. Big Oh, she, Elowen loves it. She yeah, loves yeah. a good fart noise. There you go. <laughs> I, having a kid is great because anything that is funny to them, they're like, this is groundbreaking. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Their level for comedy is throw anything at the wall. It'll stick. They're like, I can't believe you came up with that. Hold on, wait. Let me do it out the side of my mouth. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. Whoa, you t- you turned it on its head. Anyways, happy birthday, Robin. Um, looking forward to our birthday party. Yes. yes. I, uh, so Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. We meet him on the I, roof. I had a tangent. I was, what? I was I mean, not Okay, done. I thought we were done with this tangent. Did you feel that this felt are we are we finally getting a like a spectrum of what the 2010s were a um vantage yes. point yes of the 2010s? This, this feels 2010s to me that this movie reminded me of it i'm like oh so this is what we were like as 20 somethings when this movie came out this mm-hmm. is kind of a portrait of the 20 something yeah it's just weird to be watching this scene adam driver be a avatar of 20 something and now he's an avatar of middle age i'm like i'm not ready for that i'm really not ready for that yeah i feel that maybe not us though maybe adam driver is middle aged because you know burning twice as bright and all that but Indeed. we are like very well lit led lights and so yeah we never go out no no we'll, we'll we be will here never forever. go away so yeah danny ratcliffe he's at a party no uh, before this he we meet him on, on the roof, roof and he gets a voicemail or he listens to a voicemail from his girlfriend that's like a year old and she's like hey i'm sorry i want to have like Let's work it out. Let's work out something. What you saw wasn't what you saw, or it was, but it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. And then he deletes it. And mm-hmm. so we find him at the end of at least the first step in moving past Yeah, he's whatever. gonna move forward. I'm like, yeah. I like I like this character moment. He's not a sad sap. He's like, no, I'm just I'm gonna move on. Well, he's at least not he's not as much as he was a couple seconds ago, yeah. which was probably a big one. Yeah. So he goes to this party. Um, and Adam Driver is there eating nachos. It's the greatest moment of my life. Not yet, but he will. But he be. will be. <laughs> um, and he meets Zoe Kazan, and mm-hmm. she's cute as a button. She's always oh cute gosh. as a button. Yeah, and this is the second time on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, friend of the pod. Zoe that was Kazan. so long ago, Ryan. That was I know. when we were teenagers that we did that episode <laughs> on the Big Sick. Now we're middle aged. Yeah, all the whole two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they they do some fun stuff with like poetry magnets and yeah, it's a, a nice little nice little party thing to be doing. Yeah, it's a good meet cute because that's where I would go. I would go mess with the fridge magnets because I wouldn't totally. talk with people. There is one funny <laughs> fridge thing. magnets for when you don't want to talk to people, <laughs> which is most of us. I think the one thing that I will fault this movie for in this scene is like they're talking like this, they're like oh yeah, uh, let's just chat casually. It's like parties the music is much louder the chat is much louder there's a lot of people in there it would be they would have to be like yeah blah 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 honestly i i it might be my tv speakers but i did feel like the last two movies both wimbledon and this one the sound mix whenever they were in a busy place it was hard for me to understand what people were saying so maybe i am middle-aged but also subtitles my friends maybe i think subtitles i think also maybe that Stop taking notes from Christopher Nolan. 
filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. I'd well, like to hear what people are saying. I mean, honestly, I've been using subtitles since Theo was born, so I don't have that problem anymore. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I'm not really looking at people's... I'm not looking at their mouths when they're talking. I'm reading what they're saying most of the time, so... Oh, so that's why when I complain about something filmically, you're like, I didn't see it. I didn't notice. I had dialogue to read. So they have a nice little night, and it's very flirty, but it's not too flirty but it's definitely like first time these two people are meeting and but it's there's good a flirty. spark yeah yeah there's definitely sure. a spark and daniel radcliffe's like ooh, yeah this mm-hmm. is this is going well also at this party uh adam driver meets uh another friend of the pod mackenzie davis mackenzie davis Wait, who we had in happiest season oh yeah in this role she gets a lot more to do yeah i like i like what she she's a fantastic actress yeah very much so yeah so, um, yeah, he walks her home, or they walk kind of each other home, and he drops her off and gets her number. And then... And then... She's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go hang out with my boyfriend now, or something like that. Maybe you'd like to talk again sometime? Yeah, definitely. We should hang out. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Okay, so I'm going to give you my number. Okay, I will... Top secret. Good. I did not mean to stay out so late. No, me neither. My boyfriend will be worried about um, what happened to me. So, you know, call me. Yes, thank you very much. Um, and you can see in Daniel Radcliffe's eyes, like, what the f- well, fuck you? Okay. <laughs> like, he wasn't super mad no, he in wasn't front super of her, mad, but, but he's just like, wow. Cool. Like, well, I mean, it's. I feel like it's that thing where if somebody's holding a glass of Seven Up, like let's say you love Seven Up people, and they're holding this glass in front of you, and they're saying, "Hmm, Seven Up, you're gonna have some of this later. Smell it. Is is, is there some bubbles that you like? Oh, Seems great. nice. Mm. And then they hand it to you, and you take a drink, and it's water. It's f- not even fizzy water. It's just water. It's just it's water. Like, that is really disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I, I was really getting excited for the spark. Why did you keep telling me that I was going to have seven ups? Like, I don't know. I was having a nice time. I just figured. I I get this though. I get it. I like. I get her. You have in this moment. You have a you have a time limit. You don't have to say it up front where it's, you say, "Nice to meet you." I have a boyfriend. Sure. But somewhere before the walk home, you drop it. I here's the thing. I've been in. I I I don't get why she does it necessarily, but I've definitely been in situations in relationships where I met somebody and there was a spark, right? Uh-huh. And it wasn't like there wasn't like a conversation that was meaning to go somewhere, but by the end of it, I was like, oh boy, ah, uh, I I'm now feeling more of a spark for this person. I need to relate to them soon that I have a, a significant of some kind. I have this with my, um, my barbers. I get this a lot where I'm like, Ooh, I'm gonna have to drop in that I'm married at some point because you know, it gets intimate as if they were concerned. It gets very intimate. They're, they're messing with your hair. What they're hair? asking Again, you what hair they're messing with my beard. <laughs> and they're asking me like how my day was. And it uh. starts to get kind of like, we're really starting to get to know each other when I'm telling them about my day. And I'm like, also you should know up front. I'm married. So to all of Ryan's barbers out there that were not hitting on him during those moments, I salute you. Because <laughs> I know it's hard to resist, especially when, you know, I'm in that chair. And yeah. It's that the, cir- the circumstance just kind of brings it out. It's just, you know how people can usually see themselves in your eyes and see how beautiful they are? Yes. They get they could, lost there. They, they, could, get, they get legitimately lost in my eyes. Yeah. Well, except it's not your eyes this time. It's the reflection in the top of your head <laughs> where they can see themselves. Some some women like a Viking look. Bald jokes. 
Anyway. Serving George Costanza <laughs> since 1993. <laughs> so she she tells him, but like... At least she tells him. She it, tells it's him. It's a little late, but okay, I'll, say, I'll accept it. But you, she's obviously the one that like you don't want to take the side of in this scene. But also... Like, <laughs> just like Daniel Radcliffe's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And but but hold on, I just want to get to the end of this. He he walks away, and you can see, especially by the end of the movie, they had chemistry, mm-hmm. and there was something in her that didn't want to let go of that. Yeah, which is good. It's a good thing to know at the beginning of a movie. Yeah, yeah. You, it's very clear. Like it's very clear very that they clear. they have something that could happen. If she was single, mm-hmm. then date would happen. Absolutely. Can I ask you a question? Uh huh. Did you think there was anything when she said that she had a boyfriend? Or did you just take it at face value, or did you think anything else at that moment that she could have been lying about? She could have been lying. I I thought maybe her boyfriend was dead, and she just oh like was no was not like she was just trying not to tell people, or she couldn't admit it, or no, or I, that she was lying and she didn't have a boyfriend, and she was just like not quite sure about whether she was going to commit. The there's a part in the scene before this when they're at the party and there's a lull, and you can see her kind of hesitate, and there's like they have like a moment, they have like a beat together, mm-hmm. and you can see in her eyes that she's like, uh, like she's she likes the moment, but she feels I see like conflict in her mm-hmm. eyes. I'm like. Oop, you have a boyfriend. See, I, I know was, what's going I was on just here. reading that as like partial hesitation and a flirt, where it was like, uh, I don't know if I'm like neither of them were talking to people. Yeah. Uh so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I understood it because I do think generally, and I don't I don't think it's a specific rule, but generally there is a line when you're in a relationship and also interacting with others. There's a line that's pretty broad and fuzzy. But sure. you know when you're you know when yourself are around that line and mm-hmm. it's on you to be and careful. It depends about. on the relationship. Exactly. I know I know couples who are like they they like kind of flirt as as preservation. Sure. Where it's it's like And if both people in yeah, the relationship if that's are consensual and whatever. That's how it goes for them, yeah. that's how it goes. But I think a relationship is a shared burden. Completely. And Bur- wow, well, that's that's real <laughs> positive. <laughs> um, I like having a burden. It's like a workout every day. <laughs> but Rafe Spall clearly is not on the same level of casual no. flirting with others. Although no. maybe, maybe, maybe he is and he just doesn't want to admit it. Gosh, I really thought that's where this movie was going a lot. And here I am quietly judging you. Oh, I can handle it. He throws away the number because why Why would he hold on to that I, number? I, and it's probably healthier that he does. Yeah. Um, of course he throws that away. He's like, why do I have this? Thus begins... Wait, wait. I do have a question. Sure. Why did she give him a number in the first place? Well, she Shouldn't she, she have reversed that? Because she he asks for a number. She gives him the number, and mm-hmm. then she has a boyfriend. She says she has a boyfriend. Well, I mean, it has to come at that point in time. I think she's she's trying to say, I want to have a guy friend, but she's too afraid to say that out loud, which I get, but she's, she's also wants it so bad mm-hmm. that she's willing to get there before she says no. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 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 an insecurity that people deal with all the time, which is why it felt real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get there. You, maybe I won't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, so he does away with it, and we, we get that he lives with his sister and is kind of like a quasi-dad to her son, mm-hmm. and they have a fun relationship. I like the sister. 
I do too. And I have to say, one thing I liked about the writing of this movie, every single scene, not every single one, but most scenes I thought were going to end in a specific way and ended in a way that was a little bit left of that. Yeah. So we see we see that what their home life is like, that he lives in their attic, but he'll babysit the kid because she's a single mom and she goes out yeah. for a date mm-hmm. and they're watching um, The Thing. Yeah. And, Great movie. Uh, mom gets home and so he switches it to like cartoons, but... She's had a bad date, so she like grabs she the ju- it, junk food that they hid turns and turns it back, it back to the thing. It's yeah. like that's a nice little moment, and yeah. that's their life. So that's we don't get Richard Curtis level characters, but it's like well, we get some good characters here. Yeah, I'd say for the especially for like kind of the budget they're working with, and for like the early talent that they have, yeah. we're getting some good stuff. Yeah, and he hangs out with Adam Driver a lot, and man, he transcends the best friend role. Oh, bar oh my gosh, he's, he's so great. He's so good in this movie. He's he's just such a good actor. Yeah. Thank you very much. I love when they're arguing and like Daniel Radcliffe like challenges him to a fact and Adam Driver like squares up. He's like, yep, yep, let's have this argument. Like he's so confident <laughs> uh-huh. in like winning the argument even though he loses that particular argument. And I le- so this is set in Toronto, but it feels like we have a New York Adam Driver and a London Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah just in Toronto. Yeah. And there's something fun about those two personalities being best friends. Oh yeah. Like, I love them. Hey, I'm going to tell you something and you're going to deal with it. And the other one being like, okay, hold on just one second. Yeah. And it's, they have a nice dynamic. I patter. I love their, them, just them so much in this movie, him and Zoe Kazan, eh, take it or leave it. But them, that's what I'm about in this movie. I like their friendship so much that I would want to cast the two of them together again. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to the princess bride and I thought, Oh, Easy win for Kelly. Yeah. He's going to enjoy oh, the sure. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the like movie theater effect of the movie being projected was kind of cheap for me. I'm like, ooh, it's flickering. So he's at a movie theater. It's like, eh, that's not how it actually looks. But okay. Wow. Did it look convincing to you? Did it yeah. Look, it looked really fake to me. No, it looked convincing know. to me. This It's so funny, the movies that you decide to get picky about. Which are like the lower budget ones. There's some weird shots in this where like they're on a beach and we see like the night sky above them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that. There's a little green screen. There's stuff there's going some on. things yeah, yeah. where it's like it feels more of an indie movie than a studio movie. Sure. And it's distracting, but I'm not gonna fault it too much. Sure. I get it. Yeah. Uh so he goes to the movie, but she goes to the movie, but they don't see each other until they leave the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually also surprised, speaking of budgets, that they actually even got the rights to show clips of The Princess Bride in this movie. That felt like a big deal. I don't know what the budget was for this one. You want to scroll down and see? Well, it's, it's really curious. It's like Daniel Radcliffe could have been expensive or cheap because this is like... He could have just liked the movie. Yeah, we don't know. And wanted to break away from... Um... Budget was $11 million. Okay. I, I mean, so that's, that's a really good use of your cash, you guys. Yeah. Well good done. Job. Yeah. Um... Oh, I thought... The opening weekend was 130,000. I thought it was 130 million. I'm like, whoa, Daniel Radcliffe is a star. <laughs> um, overall, though, it almost made back its money, it yeah, looks like. Yeah. So. Okay, so um, they meet each other outside and they're both trying to avoid each other because he didn't call and he didn't call. Yeah. And oh man, I've been in these situations where you see someone, you're like, oh, I do not want to talk to them. But he lingers. It's like, walk away, walk away. Well, I think they're both. I think they're both waiting. I think they were both waiting for a cab. Yeah. And when it came near, they said, no, thanks. 
my house is actually near. That's, see, that's the 2013 aspects. Like Lyft and Uber weren't quite there yeah, yet. Uh-huh. And so you wanted to like move the pin like down the street a little yeah. bit. That's what you would have done. But yeah. when you called for a cab, eh, you're stuck. Um, and so they, they start talking about like Princess Bride and they, they have the same patter as they did before where mm-hmm. it's like, actually, we're good friends. And then she comes clean. She's like, look, I just want a guy friend. It's so hard to make it happen. Would you be willing to guy friend we're like having such a great time and this is when ryan groaned oh okay because it's the same exact premise of when harry met sally this she says can't we just be friends can a man and woman who may have been attracted to each other just be friends and daniel ratcliffe's like sure let's make that happen and the movie's like this movie's gonna be about that conflict of can they be friends i'm like i don't care Whoa. Oh my God. This sucks. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we were going to come down on different parts of the, because the chisel. in addition to this, like the, the actual two characters here, mm-hmm. they meet each other once, right? And they have a connection. They both know they have a connection. And then she says she has a boyfriend, but she'd like them both to be friends. Mm-hmm. So they decide, yeah, okay, let's try to be friends. Right. Right. Harry and Sally have so much that goes on before that. I mean, it's about the same time. That's about mark. a third of the movie, at mm. least. And and Is they it? they both get married. They both get divorced. They don't like each other at all. But they they aren't attracted to each other. They aren't the friends. First, the first act ends <laughs> with them being friends. They they have this agreement of right. Can I, we be friends? And that's the premise the, of the, the film. The base, the base of the relationship, though, for almost the entire like first third of that movie is a lot more interesting. You... <laughs> See, this is I think this is a really good movie. Okay. The the Harry and Sally have yes, you're right. It is a more interesting premise. These two people who don't get along and who are kind of opposites end up being friends, and they premise this thing: Can we be friends? Mm-hmm. Right? Because one of them doesn't think so, one of them does. One of them changes his mind, and then in this movie, it's two people meet, they start flirting, they have kind of a flirt, and then one of them presses the brakes on that, and they decide to be friends. Yeah, and then the rest of the second act is exploring this relationship that they have because of that circumstance that they find themselves in and then navigating their feelings and their their emotions towards one another both her experience and his experience of it which movie am i talking about the difference here is we have two people who are actually attracted to each other and we see are attracted to each other through this thing whereas when when harry and sally are friends Mm -hmm. we don't get any of that we don't get any of that until it's like oh no i'm attracted to you let's make out uh it's not You're being unfair to when Harry met Sally. It's, it's not it's, so sudden. It's it, it's it's very subtle when it's done though. Yeah. Like it is so subtle. Yeah. And and when they actually it's when she's crying that like he actually makes you yeah. know his move. Yeah. But like before that, they're basically friends. Right. Whereas this movie, like from the scene in the and I don't want to linger too long arguing about this because then we're not gonna talk about the movie. Okay? Can we promise each other we have like a four minute time limit? Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> He is talking to his buddies all the time about how I'm just going to be her friend right now, but I do like her, of course, you know, but that's that's not what we're doing here. Right. Um, and so, like, we have this underlying thing that you don't have in When Harry Met Sally, not until right. like four fifths of the way through the uh, maybe a little earlier than that. Yeah. Um, and same thing on Zoe Kazan's side where everybody 
like especially her sister can kind of see that something's there. Right. And the scene in the dressing room when like they're both there and they both almost kiss each other. Yeah. Like there's a a vast buildup of we like each other that is not in When Harry Met Sally. It's, we all know where it's going in When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. But this is, I feel like this is telling a different relationship. Uh, okay. I'm not going to argue because we can just, we'll, okay. we'll argue endlessly. Sure. But I, I feel like the mi- the middle of the, the second act of this movie is seeing them have a Harry-Sally friendship where they do a lot of things together one-on-one and it's them whether they're trying really hard or not having to be in a very platonic mode, but they're still doing things that are very date, like, like going out drinking sure. and getting drunk together. And, well, and that's all that not stuff. until a little pretty later. far on, but I'm going to ask you this though, cause I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue against that, but we've had multiple movies, not when Harry met Sally that do this. Sleeping with other people is another famous one. Sleeping with other people. The one that we, um, Made of Honor with Charlie Day. Uh, uh, I want you back. Mm-hmm. Although I want you back. If I had to rank all the When Harry Met Sally clones, that was the least Harry Sally clone. Sure, but we but we do have other movies that kind of follow this vein. Yeah, right. I think this is even though some of those I don't like, mm-hmm. and I think they're really derivative. Yeah, I do think that you can do this story, and the story deserves to be done through the ages. Uh, yes, can. yes, you can, but I still think you, if you're going to do it, you have to acknowledge what came before and take on the mantle of how am I going to do this better? Because uh, if you can't do it better, you're just going to be derivative. You're I just going to be in the shadow. I don't think you should be making films trying to be better than other films. I think you should be making films that have your own maybe unique spin, but I think... I think saying, Harry Met Sally, I'm coming at you. I'm going to dethrone you. I think. No, you have to have a good reason. Like, if you have a story that <laughs> uh-huh. people are like, oh, it's Harry Met Sally again, you have to have a good reason to make that movie. Because if, if, if Harry Met Sally already exists and your story is like When Harry Met Sally, give me a reason to go to your movie instead of When Harry Met Sally. And this well, movie. Well, I've already seen When Harry Met Sally a bunch of times. But that, that movie's better than this one. And I'm going to go back. This feels like very much the same Like, there's different stuff being sure. explored. But I'm still going to go back to the better movie. And you're, you're like, you're taking on a giant. You're saying, no, I can do this. I can make a movie that's competitive to When Harry Met Sally. And so I think m- movie making is, is, is a critical act where you're saying movies should be like this. I'm going to show you what movies should be like. Every filmmaker does that. For me, this movie is different enough and enjoyable enough that I'm very glad it exists. Okay. Do you I'm, think, not gonna, I'm not going to take that away from you. I want you to have that. Do you I'm going to let you enjoy Do you this. think Harry and Daniel Radcliffe are similar besides their cynicism? Um, Not quite, but that's kind of one of their like defining features as rom-com characters, that they're both jaded cynics that have been burned by love. Yeah, but I feel like that's most men in movies. I guess so, it's but just I don't when, think It's just that... when it's paired with best friend stuff. Like, we think of When Harry Met Sally because it was such a good movie. Yeah, it's just, like... But he... The, our character is pining after somebody. See, I thought you'd relate to this so much so as somebody who pined after someone that you were friends with for so long. Yeah, and it was, like, a bitter mirror where I'm like, my brother, listen to Adam Driver and move on. 
Well, that was and only one of his many options. <laughs> his other options we got, sucked. We got, actually, I, I don't even want to challenge you on this anymore because otherwise it's going to be a five-hour episode. So the they decide to be friends mm-hmm. and they do a lot of things like, uh, it's pretty innocent because they don't really like hang out with each other at her house or his house. They're no, more going out for coffee. And they, yeah, they go out for coffee. They get to lunch. know each other. But it's, it's they not- They text back and forth. Yeah, but it's 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 pretty innocent. Yeah. You know what this movie is also similar to is 500 Days of Summer. Um, because the conflict in that movie is expectations of what they're doing mm-hmm. and what this f- relationship is about. Yeah. And then kind of hoping for something different, but also blaming the other for not letting the relationship be what they want it to be. I don't see a lot of blaming happening in this one. In the end... She gets very mad at him for a lot of things that go down, and he's like, "Yeah, but that's I didn't do anything wrong." That's in the wrong. last four minutes of the movie. Well, it's the third act. It's it's a lot of reckoning of what I, were we doing here? Yeah, I guess so. In Five Hundred Days of Summer, I feel like it's the whole second half of the film. Yeah, so that's what I mean. That's the other thing. I'm not saying it's derivative of Five Hundred Days of Summer. It yeah. just reminded me of that. Oh, okay. uh, they they're entering into this pact where I don't think they're being completely upfront about what they want. Or honest with themselves or with I, each other? I don't... So, I th- I think that as as two people who just got to know each other, I think you can say, I like you. as a, I, I'm attracted to you as a person. That doesn't mean that has to be my only relationship with you, nor do I have to say, well, it would have worked out, so I hate not being with you. There are many people that I have liked up front mm-hmm. who I became friends with because... They were dating someone. Right. And I don't need to date them. Right. But you know, at least I got the sense from Daniel Radcliffe is that he still wanted to date her. Yeah. That's not exactly the relationship he wanted with her. I I think not necessarily at first, for sure. But I also, I'm watching their story. No, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm saying for him, it seems to be that he wants her and he's just kind of taking second prize of like, I guess I'll just be friends with her, but it's not exactly what I I want. I I think Daniel Radcliffe as a character is like, you know what? Maybe this can be fine. Yeah. Which I think is, is a very human and fair and possible thing to happen. I think Daniel Radcliffe as a character could have met somebody during this. I don't think he's like spending 24 seven with her. And so he's not like ever dating anybody else. I don't think that's the situation we have on hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it gets to the point where she needs to invite him over to dinner with her and the boyfriend. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> so he, her, like the boyfriend immediately is like, don't sleep with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have to take that tact. You can just ask nicely. Yeah. I, he he did seem a little upfront, but they seemed like they were gonna be like chill with it after yeah. after he brought it up. Also, they were standing way too close to the the girls. He should have like talked to him somewhere else. Yeah, you, because you bring him over. That they were not being so devote enough. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we also meet her sister. Yeah, here's one flaw of the movie that I think you can agree with me. It doesn't matter, but Zoe Kazan is the cousin of Adam Driver's character. Yeah, Zoe Kazan has a sister. Yeah. Adam Driver acknowledges cousin Zoe Kazan, but doesn't seem to acknowledge this other cousin at all. Yeah, he doesn't acknowledge the cousin. Yeah, that was weird. And like, there's like this subplot where it's like, what if Daniel Radcliffe goes out with Zoe Kazan's sister? And uh, it would it would make sense for Adam Driver to be like, don't like move on from my cousin who's been with this guy for five years. What about my other cousin who's also a cute girl? And they like voiced her like yeah I feel like that could have that could have been good yeah. yeah 
it just was a weird like little it was if a I, little plot hole. If someone yeah. gave me the script, I'm like, just have Adam Driver acknowledge his other cousin. Sure. Because she's around, too. I don't know yeah. why she doesn't exist for him. Totally. It's a weird thing. But we're getting away from the scene at hand, which basically her boyfriend, who's, what's his? Rafe Spall. Rafe Spall, mm-hmm. whose name in this movie is? Ben. Ben. Perfect Bellamy name. Yeah. <laughs> ben the Bellamy. Mm-hmm. What kind of Bellamy is he, Ryan? I don't think he's a hot Bellamy. I don't, not, not that you're not beautiful, Rafe. Um, I don't think he's an evil Bellamy. I think no. he's just a Bellamy. All right. We'll play the normal Bellamy drop. Do we have one? <laughs> it's just Ralph Bellamy saying, hi, I'm Ralph Bellamy. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> hi, I'm Ralph Bellamy. <laughs> this is my beautiful wife. You'll end up taking her. Please take her. Please have her. <laughs> I'm Ralph Bellamy. Have a wife. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. So uh, he gets jalapeno in his eye and um, <laughs> Wallace... Uh, was at one point in time a doctor, or he was in pre-med, or he was a resident, something. Yeah. And get uh, saline solution. Yeah, they're like, they're, and and he comes up with like a solution to this really quickly, and I love. Can you it. use milk too? I think you can use milk. I guess so. You probably don't want the proteins as much in your eye as saline solution, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes for the saline solution. Somehow, Rafe Ball runs into the same door. He's that running Daniel to Daniel Radcliffe is opening. And well, he's running to yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. And he knocks Rafe Spall out the window. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't buy it. Oh my gosh. He's like, Ryan. whoa. It's Was like it because a you door were... hitting Wait, hold on. him. Was it no. because you were watching the subtitles? Now that I know <laughs> this about you, I feel like you haven't seen any of these movies. Sorry, that, that fall just doesn't make sense. So Robin and I were on the floor laughing from that fall because it was so unexpected. He opens because the door. Because it doesn't make sense. Yes. He opens the door, hits him in the nose, and it's that it's not that it knocks him backwards out the window. It hits him in the nose and he grabs his, his nose and he walks backwards trying to get away from the thing that hit him and falls out the window. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I people write in. I want to I want to see how many how many Kellys and how many Ryans you're on the side of of whether this is a good pratfall cuz I think it's great. Also it is kind of an ambiguous height cuz it's like second-ish floor mm-hmm. where he's like like writhing in pain but he's not he didn't hit his head and yeah. is like dying so it's like <laughs> i like that daniel radcliffe is trying to call i i really thought he was going to hit him with the phone when he dropped his phone out the that window. was a good moment i did like that where he dropped his phone and then they're in the ambulance and i thought their banter was pretty fun their banter the was fun and then they start singing a christmas song to him to yeah. try to make him feel better <laughs> That was pretty fun. I liked. They go to the hospital. That's where they meet Harry Potter's ex-girlfriend. Daniel Radcliffe or Wallace. I'm not going to let you call him Harry Potter this whole time unless Sorry. you're also going to call Adam Driver Kylo Ren. No, and- I'm going to call him Guy from Francis Ha. I can't remember his character. I think he's been in that movie. He's probably, yeah, he's been in everything. Ben Solo. Benji. I think that's his name, Benji. Right? Maybe. I've only seen the movie like three times. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a show? very small part yeah. of it. Uh we meet the ex-girlfriend. She seemed really interesting. They gave her like mm-hmm. this really unique energy and this unique. Well, I think she brought a very unique energy. Yeah, to the movie. she was yeah. fantastic. Her only scene. Well, she's in another flashback. I'm like, what? what? Bring her back. She's amazing. No, I thought she was really great too. Um, I liked all the dialogue between her and Radcliffe and Kazan, where it was like, okay, we're trying to, like. She, she has word vomit coming out mm-hmm. and Zoe Kazan's kind of setting the record straight. And Daniel Radcliffe doesn't want to be here for any of this. Yeah. 
And I don't know. I thought it was a great scene. Yeah, it's it was fantastic. I was hoping for more of that dynamic and him dealing with her. He doesn't really deal with it anymore. No, I wouldn't have minded, though. If I was going to rewrite this movie, I wouldn't have minded him going to get a resolution with her. We, like seeking it out. We understand later in the movie what happened, but we don't really get a resolution of what happened. Yeah. I mean, I would like to, because it seemed like there was a little bit more story there where she called him and she was like, hey, it didn't look good because it wasn't good, but it wasn't like, you don't know the whole story. Yeah. And this movie deals a lot with like, is cheating bad if you end up with someone you love? Is it bad in general just to like be interested in somebody else while you're dating somebody like is is that just human nature is it is it just something that you can't help because love is love yeah and well as adam driver and Mackenzie davis say love is messy love is dirty baby sometimes it's downright filthy and it's Um, true love is messy uh it's messy that doesn't give you license to be a shitty person no. And that's what, like, Wallace is kind of pushing back on that idea because he's like, you guys are kind of shitty and you've done shitty things to other people and you do shitty things to me and it's not okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, this is all true, but I, I do think that Mackenzie Davis and Adam Driver in this movie do represent people who acknowledge truth faster than others. Yeah, I don't think that's true, though, that you can just say, oh, what can you do? Love is shitty. Do whatever you want. I don't think that's what they're saying. That I, seems to be I, what they're encouraging him to do. Is like I, They're like, just go for it. Love is shitty. I, I think what they're saying is it, it love is messy. Mm-hmm. And so if you choose to do this, like just just go for it, because sitting around pining and doing nothing is far worse. Yeah, and so, certainly. So I don't think they're saying go be an asshole. I think they're saying, look, you can like Adam Driver lays it all out. He's like, option one, make a move on her. Bold, direct. Option two, be the guy she goes to for advice. Option three, patiently wait it out. There is a fourth option. Yeah. Be honest. Tell her how you feel. It's option five. What's that? You move on. I mean, those are just all the options that you have as somebody who is in the situation that Danny Radcliffe is in. I felt it was like a good Doc Brown going to the chalkboard moment where he's like, these are all of the things that you can possibly do. Like, and I'm not going to tell you which one to do. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do, but you got to do one of them. Right. And you certainly can't just sit there. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, they, I guess summing up the bulk of the second act, there's a lot of hanging out between him and Zoe Kazan and then Rafe Spall has to go to just Europe and just yeah. travel around and be out of town, mm-hmm. which is like the most expected plot twist we were going to see. It's like, of course, we got to take the boyfriend out of the situation. We need some temptation there. We need to see some like, yeah, we need to see something move here because as long as the boyfriend's around, Zoe Kazan will just kind of be in this holding pattern of being a girlfriend to Rafe Spall. Yeah. Did you did you think that her and Rafe were like happy? She seemed very invested in that relationship. She did. I, I would say invested is the good word because she doesn't seem unhappy. She doesn't necessarily seem ecstatic, but she seems happy-ish. Yeah, yeah. but she was very distraught that he was leaving and oof, it's rough just 
long distance. Yeah. Like, I really thought Zoe brought it in that that moment because she's like trying to have desperate don't go sex, yeah. which is some really good sex. Oh yeah, and he has like taxi shows up and he's like, I gotta go, and it just like crushes her even more because she's yeah. already sad. Yeah, I do have a question for them, and I feel like the movie could have been more successful for me if they actually started to ask this question of okay you've been together five years you have an animal of some sort i can't remember what kind of animal they have do they have an animal i, I think, think they so. do well she her sister cat. has to house sit so there's they a, have cat. a cat yeah they live together they go to family thanksgivings and christmas together what kind of commitment do they have with it one another are they akin to married? Are they? Is this a lifelong partnership? Are they? Have they been together for five years and it's just been a relationship of convenience? Well, the movie f- tries to fake you out at one point in time when they're in the like they're at like a, a market outside and he looks like he's going to possibly pop a question, but right. just do it badly, right? But what he says is, "I'm I'm going to Ireland." Yeah, and um, let's just keep doing this long distance thing. I say this where I, I wouldn't have minded like her and her sister talking about like, oh, are they going to get married, you know, or something like that. But there's something about that that feels so late 90s through mid to late 2010s where it's like, ah, of course, like marriage is the next step. Let's talk about it with our friends. Well, I kind of need to know what her commitment is to Rafe Spall. For me to understand where she's at with what she's doing with Daniel Radcliffe. Does she have one foot out the door? Is she, has she always been thinking Rafe Spall is the one and, you know, she's not even thinking about the possibility of ever breaking up yeah, with Yeah, I hear you. Uh, they're both, I, I think what we have here, what I saw it as is they're both a couple of professionals who like being with each other. And at the end... Like Rafe Spall is like, I, you know, we, we can get married. We can we can do the whole thing. Right. And it would have been nice to get that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Let's, because we see Adam Driver with Mackenzie Davis uh-huh. and we get the whirlwind romance of them. Yeah. Where it's like these guys are all so, in one thousand so, percent. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the like how how they start off and then they're in a relationship and we always get that they're like making out with each other. Right. Yeah. In front of Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But it does seem like they're very, they're both very for each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're made for each other. And so it's good that they get married. Mm-hmm. And it feels logical. Yeah. And they, and they're like the people you wouldn't expect to get married because they're like, you know, kind of. They're independent free spirits, but together they seem to be like a, a one force. Spirit. A, like a singular force yeah. of chaos. Mm-hmm. And Marrying just seems like the right kind of bond for them. Yeah. And then uh, they do. They get married on a boat and there's a really cute scene between Daniel Radcliffe and her when she like there are so many scenes in these movies that we've seen in bad versions of these movies where it's like, I just want to talk to you about your relationship and that's why I'm here as a character. Right. And that's why we're having this scene. Yeah. But I like that this one is contextualizes because she talks to him about um Zoe Kazan and yeah. she's like, You will talk to me about whatever I want I'm the because I'm nervous about getting married. No, yeah. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. Because Mackenzie Davis is really charismatic in this role. Yeah, she's fantastic. And there's a lot of... they. Daniel gets... Dan Radcliffe gets confronted a lot by Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis. And they're like, what are you going to do about this? He's like, I don't know. And that's a lot of the middle act. He's like, I don't know. I just like hanging out with her. Shut up. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep doing this. And I think both Adam Driver and... Mackenzie Davis are completely correct in confronting him and being like, what are you doing? But I think it's one of those things that 
having good friends like that is good mm-hmm. and you need good friends like that, but everybody moves at their own pace in a relationship. Like I have, <laughs> you and I have asked that question of each other about different people many times. Well, it's, it's like, it's like therapy where you can, you can try and convince someone to do something, but until they want to do it themselves, that's when the action happens. I tried to push you into asking Sarah out earlier or like going after her more or moving on. I was, I was Adam driver to you for a long time. Yeah. And you were like, I, I, I I don't know. I got to figure it out. I don't know. If it would have been much more complicated if Sarah was dating someone else in all this time, much more complicated. That's true. I would have probably completely have moved on if she had been dating someone. But I was holding out for a long time while things were happening. Sure. And it paid off. But there were other girls where I did the same thing and it ended poorly. Sure. <laughs> so, and they weren't even dating someone. So, Yeah. I'm sorry about those. Uh, it's life. Yeah. You move on. You grow. But uh, basically, Daniel Radcliffe gives a great speech at the wedding, like a really good wedding speech. Fantastic speech. Oh, my gosh. And But he basically does it at Zoe Kazan. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, like, I'm here. You know, and check it. But she's she and her sister, her sister who's, like, trying to hook up with him, have, like, a, this dance scene out on the, out of, out on the boat, and there's, like, a good drive home... Are you going to sleep with my sister? Oh, it looks like you're going to go sleep with my sister. Okay, this is weird for me. I don't know if I like this because obviously I have a little bit of feelings for you, but I'm going to go be responsible and mm-hmm. go try to have sex on the phone with my boyfriend <laughs> in yeah. Ireland. And I like that we get the conference call. I thought she was going to be on the call. Right. It was the right amount of like cringe where you're just cringing just for him because he's having to handle it like a pro. And he does a good job. See, and this is the thing where it's like every single one of these scenes, I thought they were going to go someplace I'd seen before scene wise, where it was like, yeah. I thought she was going to be talking out loud to a conference of people. Right. And he's going to be like, uh, honey, I'm going to have to call you back. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just that he was like doing that that undercover call where he's like, yes, I'll take care of that later. That sounds like a great yeah, idea. Okay. Thought. I have to go. Yeah. And it makes her sad, but then we get back to Daniel Radcliffe and he's in the car and he hasn't had sex with anybody recently. No. And she's being really weird about it too, where she drops like very obvious hints that she's like, yeah, let's, let's not go upstairs and have sex in your house. Okay, fine. Let's go have sex. And Dan, the, the sister. Yeah. Wallace is like, what? <laughs> yeah. and, she, and she like assaults kisses him. And he's like, okay, I guess we're kissing now. And then Zoe Kazan shows up, but then it's in his mind. Cause she like blows up. Wait, did you not realize? It not until her? she like blew up. I was like, what, where did she come from? She How? just kind of came out of nowhere. They, Ryan, I, they talk for like a minute and the sister doesn't like stop kissing. Him. I know. I was really confused. I'm like, why is she not acknowledging her there? Oh, I understood that it was a dream sequence. It was right really off. weird because this is the only like fourth wall kind of breaking filmmaking. It mm. never does this kind of thing again. There's other. So we jump f- into his head right there and he sees Zoe Kazan and she's basically like saying, you're kissing my sister. Yeah. You know that if you do this, if you go through with this, we're never going to happen ever because it'll yeah. be too weird. Right. And then she blows up. <laughs> but it's not too weird in Family Stone. They make it work. What do they do in Family Stone? They switch. Huh? Like the sisters 
or the the brothers switch girls. Oh, I thought you meant a girl blows up in the family stone. Oh, right. No, narratively, narratively. The, yes. yes, I thought they, they, they did the a switch. similar like no, in your no head sequence. No. Got it. Yeah, gotcha. Um, there's a lot of stylistic like flourishes. Like we see this butterfly animation throughout the movie. Yeah, and which and I it, like. It's. Mm. That was something that I wanted them to do more with. They didn't capitalize on it. It was just there. Yeah. It was a nice flourish, but it was kind of like detailing how she was feeling. And it was like this drawing that she does because she's an animator. And there's this whole subplot with her maybe being offered a job in Taiwan. And I have to say, this is how you do minor stakes based on work. Mm -hmm. So much more than train wrecked. Oh, yeah. This is like... Cause she she does care, but how much does she care, and how much? What is she gonna prioritize? And we get that she's already turned down the job, and yeah. it's like when the pressure comes from the boss, it feels realistic. Yeah, like I don't know. It just especially after just having watched Trainwrecked, this felt like a breath of fresh air. I don't know about you, department. but a a person pressuring me to have a really good paying job sounds really nice. I know. <laughs> God, that sounds wonderful. I, I don't know if I'd want to move to Taiwan. <laughs> no, but it would be very nice. Yes, um, but she blows up and he decides like ah i can't sleep with you and then he gets kicked out of the car well wallace is like you know maybe this isn't a great idea and the sister like flips out like she just goes ape shit on him and he's like what is going on and she like pushes him out of the car and is like hitting him like he just said he's not that interested i was uh, she was she was kind of a kooky sister i i was actually here for it but i think if i was going to actually rewrite the movie mm-hmm. you write your first draft with your heart you rewrite with your head. What I would do is I would have him driving her home and dropping her off, and she was actually drunk because it would mm. make everything that she's doing make so much more sense. Right. More of a 10 things I hate about you situation where he's like, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. Kind of uh, a moment. Yeah. I mean, I like though that he doesn't do it just because she's like, I think that would have mixed his yeah. feelings a little bit because it's like oh is he not doing this because she's drunk or is he not doing this because of zoe yeah you know but he you know that goes you know nowhere fast mm-hmm. um where where do we go from there is that when they go to the beach yeah well there's another scene where the sister explains what happened and yeah. it's an elaborate line so he stands like okay well yeah sister. i mean she, the, the sister is lying Obviously. in a way where she yeah i thought that was a really good sister scene I didn't get it. I, I just didn't like they seem to have a relationship where I just didn't get the point of the scene, like where she's clearly lying and Zoe Kazan's like humoring this weird story that she's telling. The sisters are like basically Zoe is upset that because she thinks like maybe her sister slept with Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she hasn't talked to Daniel Radcliffe in a while. And I think the sister like the subtext is the sister kind of knows that she likes him yeah so what the sister does is she says like this whole thing where it's like he you know was a horrible guy and he did this horrible horrible thing and he he was so horrible in a way where she is kind of admitting that she was the one who was the horrible person and it's just hurt her feelings that he didn't want to sleep with her and it it also lets zoe know that they didn't sleep together i don't know i to me it felt charming and then there's stuff afterwards where she was like pushing out her tummy and being like oh look i'm so pregnant or something and yeah i I don't know it's it's a nice moment i just didn't get what they were doing storytelling wise 
No. I, I think it was just setting Zoe's concerns at ease. Her sister is the only character that feels kind of out of place in this movie. Mm. All the other characters felt really well composed and like had a very good narrative presence, but her sister just kind of felt like random chaos. All right. Um, so then they go Adam Driver, Mackenzie Davis, Wallace, and Zoe Kazan, Chantry. Yes. Uh, they go to Chantry, that's her name. They go to a bonfire on the beach um, and have a conversation about Cool Whip, which is really good writing. Yeah, it is really good writing. And I am going to challenge you right now to come up with a new name that we didn't hear uh, of n- Cool Whip. No, <laughs> I'm not going to compete. I can't do that stuff. Not one, not one Cool Whip? Uh, fuzzy Whipples. Um, Love it. Uh, so they have this conversation about Cool Whip, and then Mackenzie Davis is going to go swimming because she's chaos and that's what she's gonna do it's like of course you would and adam driver's like of course adam driver would follow and then zoe kazan's like do you want to go swimming and wallace is like uh sure mm-hmm. and, I, and if i'm on the beach i'm like i'm staying on the beach it's cold out there <laughs> but not if you're in love with zoe kazan right here I, if zoe kazan, no if sarah's like can we go in the in the water i'm like you have fun <laughs> no not no not if you, if you're married of course <laughs> But if you are in Daniel Radcliffe's position, I think you would. I think I would go up to my knees. I think that's how much I could, like, stomach. That's fair. But, like, put yourself back in that position. Would you, Ryan Graves, if Sarah was like, you know what? I'm going to go skinny dipping. Um, And you hadn't ever seen her naked before. Okay. 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 I'll go. go. But it it would take a lot of, like, (laughs) okay, let's do this. Sure. Yeah. But love, love makes you warm inside. Yeah. So here's where the movie lost me, honestly. Okay. Zoe Kazan's like, let's go skinny dipping in the ocean. It's like, I'm sorry. Do you really think this is a good idea with a guy that it's very obvious to everyone that he's very interested in? It's like, let's just go be naked together. It's like, no, she's interested in him right here, too. Yeah. What are you doing? You're dangling him like a fish. Are you going to go out with him or not? What what are you guys doing? I, (laughs) okay. I, I think love is messy, personally. And so I think that she is aching and missing her significant other uh-huh. right now, right? And also, they're never connecting. It's that right. that hard thing where they're... I mean, we get this in stuff like The Office, where Jim and Pam are gone forever. And there's just... They're, they're not talking to each other. And there's like a little bit of jealousy or there's like a little bit of like other opportunities. But they never take it because they're Jim and Pam, right? Mm-hmm. They're solid. Didn't it bug you when... What was that temp that came in? Kathy? When they're like, we're dangling Kathy is like this temptation, which was never serious. Jim was always like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, it didn't. It. I didn't even think you got that far. Oh, I did. Because that's when that's when Andy's manager. Yeah. And that's when the show just kind of was like, no one likes Kathy. Um, yeah. But I I don't know. I found I found it really great because it was through all of that that Jim and Dwight really started bonding. That's and true. so I really like those episodes. That's true. Um, anyway, so. She really is at this point where she doesn't know what's what's going on in her heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so she's testing herself. What do you what does that mean, testing herself? I don't understand. Well, it's not like a conscious thing where she's yeah. like, okay, what I'm gonna do tonight is I'm gonna go get naked with this guy and see if I have sex with him. Like it's not that. It's yeah. a wow, I'm in this position where I could be doing something extremely romantic. I haven't done something romantic in such a long time. So I'm very tempted to do something romantic with this person. And I'm with these two other free spirits. So maybe I'll just toe the line a little bit because I like this other person a lot. And I just can't admit that 
I want to take that leap. I just don't buy it because then she's like, well, then she's like, let's look at each other naked. I'll look if you look kind Uh of thing. What is that? Like what? What, do you mean, what, is, what she, is she? What is she doing? What is she like? What kind of intimacy is that? Are they just friends who see each other naked? Like that can't be anything but a romantic moment. It of is a romantic total moment. intimacy. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't understand what she what she's going for. What I don't does think she, want? she knows what she wants. I think that's the beauty I think of that's the scene. Bullshit. I think I think she understands exactly what's going on in their relationship, and I think she's 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 deceiving herself by acting like this but still thinking that she can have this of relationship. Of course she is and they talk about that. Yeah. I just I I can't sympathize for her because I feel like she's not I don't think you're supposed to be sympathetic. I think you're supposed to empathize with the fact that she's in love with this person and doesn't know what to do about it. But I don't think at all that like any of them think it's morally right and she punishes herself like over the next day about this. Over the next weeks. Yeah. I I just didn't care for what they were Wait, what? Who? You don't care for what? Who is what? I, it, they're just kind of torturing themselves at this point to be doing, to be going through these motions, to be going and literally being naked with one another. You've, I've been in situations like this before. Okay. So I don't, I mean, to me, this is very real. I've been in situations like this before where I wasn't naked with them, but I've been in friendships and relationships where. I wanted something more, uh-huh. and there comes a point where you do need to make a move, and I feel like they're just going through these motions of hanging out with each other, and nothing's happening, and I'm just kind of watching them torture themselves by being in this friendship, because he wants, this is not what he wants. He wants to be with her, but uh-huh. he's kind of putting up with her, and taking kind See, of- you're saying putting up with as- uh, This is not the relationship he wants with her. No, not in an ideal world. Yeah, and so he's kind of taking this second-rate version of the relationship he actually wants. Uh-huh. And I just don't understand why he's torturing himself. You you should. You've done this. Yeah. He needs to listen to Adam Driver. Move on. I know, but I don't understand how you you're like I don't understand why he's doing this. It's like, yes, you do. Like I don't understand why you aren't empathizing with him. Because it's it's not I don't think it's the resolution that the movie has to take is that moves need to be made. And I'm just waiting for them to make those movies is, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Because he has to make his feelings known uh-huh. and she has to make her feelings known. And I feel like in these scenes, they're just kind of dancing around each other. And I, I just don't get it. I'm sorry. I just you don't, don't get like it. the dance. No. And I don't, I don't and, sympathize with the dance. And you've, you have always been able to tell someone up front how you felt and you haven't danced. I'm not saying I, I have You just don't like resolve. watching it. No, I think it's just kind of uncomfortable and I just don't... In like a cringy way? Or... Yeah, like this scene just felt cringy. I was like, what are you doing? I just didn't get it. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. I don't know where to go with the resolution of this movie because I don't... I, I want to champion it. Well, she's... she's feel, What happens is she feels terrible and so she goes to Dublin. Well, we, we're skipping over the entire end of that scene. Sorry, we're, we're talking all about how these work or don't work and we're not even talking about what happens. Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis ditch them and steal their clothes. Yeah. And leave a... a um, a sleeping bag. And I think there's a really good scene with between the two of them where she is hurt and she is angry at herself. And Daniel Radcliffe is like, you know, she says something levity. She says the thing about the walrus. Yeah. You know, and he is 
he like just tries to lighten the moment and she gets mad at him because she's mad at herself. And he's like, you're the one who's being an asshole after she calls him an asshole. I thought that whole scene was so good. Yeah. I didn't understand why she was mad at him. I guess she's, I didn't, I, I didn't read what you read. I just couldn't she see is, it. She's both mad at him for getting close to her and she's mad at herself for wanting it too. And almost getting to the point where she cheated on her boyfriend. I missed all of that. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't say any of that. I just thought she was just being irrationally mad at him because he was the one who was being naked in the moment and she was wrapped in a sleeping bag. No, I, no. She was she was so mad at herself for almost getting to that point and then having it reflected back at her that she's actually stuck in a situation that she's put herself in. Like I think thematically this whole scene where they're stuck outside naked and exposed – and cold and uncomfortable is exactly the situation that they've put themselves in. So I think the filmmaking yeah. and the story is actually really good right here. Yeah, I guess just me looking back at those circumstances, it's just they both feel kind of stupid to me. If I had to be completely honest with this movie is that they kind of make some stupid moves. And I'm just kind of like, well, this is what you get. You're being kind of stupid. And so you're kind of in this shitty situation. And yes, I've been in similar situations. Uh-huh. I'm like, you were being kind of stupid. Yeah, I... I think that that's what love is sometimes. I, and, and I also think that they're both so charming that I really enjoy watching them being stupid. But anyway, he, she goes to London. Here, let's just wrap it up quick. She goes to she, Dublin. She goes to Dublin and she meets his friends. He's, he's also, she thinks he's cheating on him at one point in time very lightly, but he's not. And then uh, they go to the bar and she tries to have the Cool Whip conversation. It's 10, Sorry, what ideas. is Cool Whip? It's the kind of processed cream comes in a spray can. Like oh, I've had the cool whip. I prefer the first whip. Yeah. It doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. Nobody really gets it. They're not the people who can relate to her. No. Because they're all like highfalutin yeah. people. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to be permanently far away and let's just make this work. And she's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like uh-huh. it doesn't really end in anything because it's very, she doesn't know what she wants. Yeah. Because I mean, she has options. We see her making a list earlier. Yeah. And then she gets a job offer to go work in Taiwan. Yeah, so she has Taiwan, Toronto, or Dublin. Yeah. Because he invites her. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then she makes her decision after, like, she confronts him because he's like, I'm going to be here for six more months Mm -hmm. at least. And she makes her decision, but we don't know what she's decided. Yeah. And so... Because we jump back to Daniel Radcliffe. He decides to... Well, he goes looking for her, but she, her sister, her weird sister tells him that she's in Dublin. So he's like, I'm going to go to Dublin. I'm going to tell her how I feel. I'm like, finally, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, he's doing exactly what I wanted, some action. He's going to go tell her. He goes to Dublin, goes to the house, and Rafe's ball opens the door. Mm-hmm. And Rafe's ball punches Daniel Radcliffe in the face. I want to know whether you think this punch was earned or not. Did Daniel Radcliffe deserve to be punched? Like, I don't really condone violence necessarily, but like thematically in a movie. Should he have been punched? In a movie, should he deserve to Should he have been punched? Ethically, no. Logically, yes. I understand the temptation to punch Daniel Radcliffe. So you think emotionally, not logically. In that moment, it seems that Daniel Radcliffe says, hi, I'm here to take your girlfriend. And I understand Rafe's Girlfriend's already gone. Yeah. And Rafe's ball punches him because he knows, because there is a broken trust between him and Rafe's ball. Yeah. Because Daniel Radcliffe's like, I promise I won't want to take your girlfriend right yeah which is not a fair thing to ask of somebody right i don't think but this is the messy thing of relationships ah you're right they all messy yeah but they also know that 
who knows what. Daniel Radcliffe knows that befriending a girl that you really want, you are doing something somewhat deceptive, whether it's to her or yourself or to the boyfriend. Yeah, but I also do think that like feelings change and you can be a human and so it's possible to be friends with someone even if you're attracted to them but, but that's not what he wanted that's, no not at the beginning I, right and i think that's the thing is that a lot of characters don't want to acknowledge what they're doing and don't want to acknowledge the wrong that they're doing i think so but i think i really do think after they had their conversation and like a quarter of the way through the second act Danny Radcliffe was like, you know what? i do want to try to make this friends thing work mm, i don't buy it okay. I, don't, I don't believe that that's what's what's going on with him as a character well, I do. Yeah. So we're just going to have to leave it at that. Um, so he gets punched. <laughs> he gets punched. I, I think half of it is deserved, and I think half of it is just Rafe is is upset yeah. because he, he had his heart broken. And so I think half of that punch was him angry at Zoe. Yeah. And and poor Daniel Rafe. How could just... Rafe's ball not blame Wallace for all of the problems? Like, it would make sense for him to, like, unfairly burden Wallace with being the cause behind their problems yeah but it's obvious that even without even without wallace this was this it's it's like when you when you have a head in a relationship where would i look forward in their relationship and see in 10 years would zoe kazan still be happy i don't know and i think the movie could have probably won me over much more if they made more of an exclamation point on the status of this relationship because it's so vague that I don't know what's right for her. And maybe that's the point, but it just kind of feels all vague. For me, it kind of it seemed like Rafe had so much less chemistry with her. Mm-hmm. It was just like one of them was going to get bored with the other. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I think the movie also kind of gives itself an out by saying but we won't really ever know because yeah had wallace not shown up they probably would have persisted for a a time from some version some form of a relationship who knows how happy it could have been sure and then she goes back to tell wallace Uh, he so he shows up she gives him a call she's already back in toronto yeah so he has to fly back to toronto (laughs) and so he goes there and she's like what the fuck happened to your face and he's trying to like Tell her, don't worry about it. But then she like makes him say, he's like, well, I went to Dublin and Rafe Spall punched me. Uh-huh. And it's like, cause I have feelings for you. I mm-hmm. like you. I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And then she gets pissed, mm-hmm. which I w- was confused also by, cause I thought she was going to tell him the same thing. About what? That she liked him and wanted to be with him. Mm-hmm. And, but she got pissed and was like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. She's pissed at him for the same reason you're pissed at him. Uh, no, he should have, he was just being upfront about what he wants. No, no. She's pissed at him for not telling her that he was in love with her yeah for me for me at this point i'm like it's better late than never he might as well come up be up front now right right but but he also was righteous in saying you were being deceptive or not deceptive but you were kind of doing the same bad that i was because uh what was all that stuff on the beach stuff anyways so i don't know what she has the right to be pissed about i think i think she's pissed because this is hard and it complicates her choice does it yeah. In her mind, she has gone to Dublin, decided not to be with Rafe, and finally decided, you know what I'm going to do? Go be free and go be in Taiwan. And what does Daniel Radcliffe come and do? He says, I love you. Stay here. Mm-hmm. Right after she's like decided, called her boss, told her boss, I'm going to go to a new place. 
And now, now is the time he decides to do this when he could have done it any other time. And and but she's also mad at herself for like he like he's telling her the truth. She knows it's true, and so she's also mad at herself. But she just takes it out on him. Yeah, I don't think that's very. I don't know. No, she just I, doesn't come off as a very likable character for a lot of this movie. Oh, it's, to me, she was a very understandable character. Yeah. So because she's acting as if this is coming out of the blue, which is bullshit. Because she mm-hmm. she knew she knew. Yeah. The whole and time. And Radcliffe like makes the the assertion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in a movie like Five Hundred Days of Summer, I get where Summer's coming from. The more I watch that movie, I, I understand is like I told you what I wanted out of that relationship, and you were acting like. You know, I never said that. And so mm-hmm. I guess I I understand a complicated woman like Summer. This movie, I don't understand what she wants, what she's doing, or how she's acting with Daniel Radcliffe. It's just kind of, I don't know, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. To, to me, it works because Zoe doesn't seem to know what she wants in life. And we we know as the audience that she would be happier with Daniel Radcliffe. And so we're watching her stumble to the place where she'll actually realize it too. Yeah. Or get up the courage to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically there's going away party stuff and Adam driver's going to have a baby with Mackenzie Davis, blah, blah, blah. Harry Potter show. Sorry. Wallace shows up to the going away party and they kind of make up. No, they do make up. They both got each other. Um, there's like this subplot where they talk about Elvis. Oh yeah. This is the other thing I loved about this movie is there's so many good, like details like i like when a rom-com can have conversations about things that aren't relationships Mm -hmm. and they talk like like about elvis like what's the weirdest thing that people like have pooped yeah and have been stuck in people's bowels because that daniel radcliffe's talking about being a doctor and stuff and so they they come up with this this thing that is like the golden what's it called fool's gold fool's gold which is french bread covered in butter baked opened up Peanut butter and jelly. A bacon. jar of peanut butter, a jar of butter, a jar of jelly, bacon. Uh-huh. And feeds Would seven, you eat this? Yeah. <laughs> feeds, I would eat it too. Feeds five to seven people or one Elvis. <laughs> and like, that's what I mean. I think the writing of this movie is brilliant because they both got each other this thing that would, they haven't referenced most of the movie. Yeah. But was this like peace offering that they both gave each other and they're like, okay, we just, we can't deny it anymore. Right. Like, and I feel like there are things like, like Robin and I, um, for our first anniversary, both got these cookies that we had gotten in France at this one tiny store that we loved. And we ordered them like (laughs) separate from each other knowing and got each other these cookies that like as the same gift for our anniversary. And it was like this proving mark. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we both got these cookies as our solo gifts for each other this year. Yeah. And it was like this beautiful synchronicity that it was just like, gosh, it feels good to be made for each other. Yeah. And that's what this moment felt like. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so they get married. They basically make it work. Yeah. 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 Cause she just still goes to Taiwan, but whatever. Yeah. Something happens. Their life situation works out for them. Yeah. They, they get married. Um, so out of five, what would you give this film? Uh, it's a two out of five for me. I thought really? there was a lot of You gave Trainwreck a three. I, I did give Trainwreck a three. Wow. Um movies can be good in different ways and can be bad in lots of different ways too. And I love Daniel Radcliffe and I love Adam Driver, but I could not 
be interested in their romance. And a lot of it felt just derivative of when Harry met Sally stuff, or it just kind of felt like characters just kind of going in circles and floundering in ways that I just couldn't understand why they were making the decisions they were making. This feels like I'm talking to my dad and he says, none of your friends are any good. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, like, cause I'm sitting here listening to you talk about all these things that I like about the movie. And you're like, no, no, I... <laughs> no, it's all fair. It's all fair. That's your opinion, man. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a four out of five. Okay. I liked this movie a lot. I not only enjoyed the performances, but I liked the writing as I will talk about later a lot. Um, and I just think the world that they created and the scenes that they made all felt true. Like it was sceny in a way that I liked, like with Adam driver and Daniel Radcliffe on the bench where Adam driver's yelling at old people mm -hmm. because he just had a fight with Mackenzie Davis. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get that in most rom-coms that I watch these days where scenes both entertain and surprise me. Mm -hmm. And I was delightfully surprised by this film when I thought I wasn't going to be. There were scenes where the setups made much more sense in this version than they do in like sleeping with other people. Because I also am confounded by those characters and sleeping with other people mm -hmm. where Alison Brie's like, look at my lingerie. This is totally appropriate between two friends. Whereas there's a scene here where she's trying to fit in this dress and she gets all she gets really stuck and she mangled up it. and she needs help with Daniel Radcliffe. It's like she is she is in need. Not only she that, she needs him, <laughs> but she demands that he closes his eyes yeah. when he comes in. And I like that he does, but then he opens them because he needs to to fix the situation. And then it gets to a point where they get like close to kissy, and Daniel Radcliffe's like, "No, no, no, I'm going to do the honorable thing. This is dumb." Yeah. And then he closes his eyes. She takes it off, and she is tempted, but also does not do that thing because yeah. it is a compromising situation, but they both acknowledge it with their like, I'm not going to just sit here like all the other characters in our genre where I'm just going to watch you be naked. Hashtag yeah. maid of honor. <laughs> what are you doing? Maid of honor. Um, I, I don't know if I can retroactively go back. Did I give that a half star? I'd probably give it around the half. Star. I think you give it a one star. Yeah. Um, okay, well, split votes. It happens more often in Siskel and Ebert, so if you feel bad, go watch that show, because they fight like cats and dogs on yeah. that show. Sorry, folks. We still like each other. I promise. Eh. Hey! Uh, let's go back. Let's just go over to Trope Talk, where we'll hash things out. Trope Talk! Robin, that was fantastic. Thank you for making that. And we're back with Trope Talk. It's like Nope Talk, because I said nope, but Kelly said yep. Yep. <laughs> um, what what are we talking about this week? We're talking about how to do the best friend role. And you just copy my life, and then you're good. I just imitate you, and that's it. Then it's good. We have Adam Driver, who's just so great. Mm -hmm. In a bad rom-com with bad best friend characters, the best friend is there only to be the sounding board for expository dialogue from our main character. And there were two characters that were like this in this movie, her two friends from work. Who are shall remain nameless because they we never get to meet them or really understand who they are. They're just there. Hey, there you are. Well, hi, do I know you? No, but that's where you are. You're there. They dress them up in window dressing to make them more interesting than some, like, because they are more interesting than some best friends in this genre. Because? Like, like in Sleeping With Other People, like, we actually knew their names and they were more forgettable. Yeah. 
But these friends, the friends who don't matter, they're very temptatious for me for when you have to ask who I'd fall in love with. They're they're definitely on the board yeah, for me. Because they're cute and yeah. they seem to have personalities at least. Right. But they, they don't have character. Um Adam Driver though. Adam Driver. Does have character. And that's because he gets to do so much more than just be a sounding board. He has A, a life outside of Wallace. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that we see because, you know, Wallace is in all the the scenes with him, but we do get that he is like developing a relationship with somebody else outside mm-hmm. of Wallace. He has other stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he yells at old people without Wallace. Spike, Wallace shows up, but Spike in Notting Hill also has a similar kind of trajectory because he also goes out on a date with a couple of people. Then he ends up, I mean, he ends up like going out with his sister. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in like. Things happen for Spike so much to the point where Spike gets a close up when he realizes a girl wants to marry him, and we're like, "Oh, yeah." And I think giving giving your characters agency to operate without the leeway of the main character is something more movies should do. Yeah, you need to do that. And the conversations that happen between Wallace and Alan, I guess, is Alan Driver's name. I just call him Adam Driver. Um, they're not there for, cause usually you have Judy Greer and Judy Greer just serves so much better where Judy Greer is just there to listen to her best friend, Jennifer Lopez and or go, Kate he Hudson, shouldn't have done or, that or how you dare should go he? get him and just has very basic, like the pushy dialogue. Totally. But Adam Driver is like, I'm going to throw some like curveballs. What about this? What about that? What about this? It's like, I don't, I don't know what. Wallace should do because you're throwing some weird things at him because he doesn't have one thing for Wallace. I think also he's very different. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, very he's different. different from who Wallace wants to be. Exactly. And and that that's not looked at as a bad thing. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. Like we want to root for our main character, but we want our world populated by people. Yeah. Not just clones of our main characters. Exactly. Um, Which I, I always feel like characters like Judy Greer are like I'm the more boring version of whatever the lead female protagonist is, so you don't like me more. Yeah. It's like, that's not what we want. We want we want somebody I want to be friends with. <laughs> I really like the best friends in When Harry Met Sally because with Jess, their their dialogue is always memorable because there's kind of a unequal dynamic that just kind of shifts depending on what's going on with their lives because they're at the batting cages mm-hmm. and and Harry's talking about he made a woman meow, and Jess mm-hmm. is just like, "You made a woman meow." Yeah, <laughs> and like I've I feel that because you and I have had that friendship all of our lives we've, where it's we've, been up and down. <laughs> we've talked about cats before, <laughs> but it's been up and down. Uh-huh. Um, and you mean which one of us is in love? Not necessarily in love or successful, but just different things going on in our lives. Sure. And like for a moment, like Jess is a little jealous of what Harry's life is, but then Jess gets married and then Harry's a little jealous of Jess's life. For sure. And, and you gotta have that. I think, I think having dynamic in your friendship is good and it's hard. It's hard to fit in like an hour and 30 minutes, hour and 40 minutes. It's hard to fit change into your world. And I thought this movie did really good with its ulterior characters and having them change. I would mm-hmm. have liked it if we saw a little bit more in her sister changing as well. Like, I don't know. Anything from A to B with her would have been great. 
but she was kind of just the same character the whole time, which some people are, but it was much more interesting with Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Either way, this movie forever will be a exemplar of how to do the best friend role. An exemplar Templar would want a oh shit. I was gonna I was gonna segue us right into the golden sword, but we gotta you talk can't about Patreon. Turn around, go back. Yeah. We're going to the Patreon. This week we are deciding the winner, right? I think we're gonna have to I'm pretty sure Ryan, nay, I'm positive we're probably gonna have to cut it. We're probably gonna have to cut it foot loose. Now I gotta cut it loose. I was like, I don't want to cut the cut the pull. We're not because it's footloose. It that is won. footloose, and kind of. I mean, I'm glad to see the other movies got some votes. Yeah, all the movies sure. got votes. It was footloose versus Save the Last Dance, Swing Time, and Step Up. They all got love, but nowhere near footloose. Yeah, it was, there was a, a steep delineation. <laughs> yeah. So next week, footloose. Thank you to the poll. Next month, we're doing spooky rom coms. Yes, so... we haven't quite decided on them yet. But if you have suggestions, please send them in. Oh, I'm going to put one up at the board right now. Which one? I want to see Ghost on the board. Ooh, Ghost would be great. Ghost. I feel like Warm Bodies. Yep. Hocus Pocus. No. I like my Bet Bet Midler. That's not a rom com, you goof. <laughs> Should we just do the the whole thing? Got two strong oh, ones right away. We could do the Ghost and Mrs. Mirror. Oh yeah, that's another ghosty one. I'm putting it up. Hold on. Oh oh, I got the last one too. Yes yes yes. Saw. <laughs> All right. Fourth one, um, I Zombie. Here, I'll just Google spooky rom coms. Zombie Land. Uh, I mean, we've already done Practical Magic. Oh, that was a good one. Okay, website. You can't just throw Mean Girls in there there's because there's a Halloween. There's a Halloween. <laughs> uh, mm, <laughs> we're saying mm, we to saw Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhands and we both did the same work. <laughs> like maybe, maybe. Uh, Teen Witch. Um, hold on a second. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors is a rom com, is it? I think so. It's just quirky. Uh, we already did Twilight. Oh, what if we just put Twilight Two on there? Yeah, Twilight Two. Twilight Two. It's Twilight again. <laughs> Twilight Two. A new day. Two. Is New Dawn? I think New Dawn is one of the titles. It's one of them. No, that's Breaking Dawn. Random sequel name. New Moon. I, I, I combined two of them. Is it New Moon? New Moon and Breaking Dawn. That would be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what does it say? Twilight 2. Random sequel name I forgot. Is it New Moon? That would be good. <laughs> I think it's New Moon. New Moon. That's hard to say. So, same again for the people. We got Ghost, Warm Bodies, The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, Twilight 2, Random Sequel Name I Forgot. Is it New Moon? That would be good. <laughs> I love that movie. All right. Well, please vote because we would love to hear your votes. If you want to join the Patreon, it's over at patreon.com slash romcom. Gents, this month we have a bonus episode of Thor Love and Thunder. Next month we're doing Gilmore Girls Season 5, so get on that train. If you haven't started the show, this is a really good time to binge all four of the first seasons. Go back and listen to all Mm -hmm. of our It's a good season to review the seasons. Oh, yeah. Season 5. It's fall time. Even though it's 82 degrees, I'm... I'm in your corner now. It is fall, even though I had to put on shorts and a short sleeve tee. Well, according to the Gregorian calendar, I would have to agree with you as well. <laughs> yep. Well, also in the Gregorian calendar, they gave away things that were appropriate to the times and the places and the seasons. So I might as well just ask. Is this like an advent calendar that you were talking about? Yeah, it's an advent calendar. With a golden sword. I stole it! 
I'm nice. so sorry. She. A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. The Golden Sword. You didn't give it praise or it was faint, but I, I bet you could give it a sword. I can't just keep praising Adam Driver. You could if you wanted to. He'd probably appreciate it. Haven't we given this the best friend award? We've given that Somebody away. has. Either you have or I have, but I don't think both of us have. So maybe feel free. Um. Oh, 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 okay. Hold on. That's a that's an Oscar. No, though. I'm giving out a best I'm giving it. To, this is a golden sword, not an Oscar. Eh, it's not an Oscar, but Are I'm you, giving it to Adam Driver. Okay. And I'm going to call it a best driver. I know it's not an Oscar, but it's because when you go golfing, you need a driver. And so he's going to use a sword. I'm going to let him use this golden sword, and I feel like mythologically the golden sword would work as a very good golf apparatus. Tell me, tell me one thing about how you liked Adam Driver portraying this role. Like, what did you like about his acting? Uh, he got enthusiastic about things that you should get enthusiastic about, like sex and nachos. I just had sex. I'm about to eat nachos. I loved his, uh, just the charisma and somehow he made the best friend role never feel thankless. Stale. He made it his mm-hmm. and gave it real pep and verve in life. So. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much, I wonder how much was written and if he did any, ad-libbing i don't he doesn't seem like an ad-libber to me but i wouldn't i also wouldn't be surprised yeah what are you thinking i think i'm going to give it to wallace the character because Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of times where the character who's in love with the other character doesn't challenge that character when like they call them out and i feel like zoe kazan calls out wallace a lot for for different things in this movie and he kind of gives it right back to her. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that he stands up for himself fairly and not meanly. Yeah. And I think that's noble when when a character is, is when somebody's accusing you of something and you don't make them feel horrible for doing so. Mm-hmm. So I think he would wield the sword responsibly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope he does wield it responsibly because him and Adam Driver are going to have to fight it out over getting a rom-com I couldn't have gotten there without your fists thrown in the air like you did. Like, I just don't care. About this movie. God. I'm giving it best driver. (laughs) No. No, I'm not going to do that. You can give it best best friend. I feel like like I've done that this year and you have not. Um, It's a good best friend. This is a re- best best lighting. Sounds really lame, but no, there's they they literally have an, an Oscar for that. There's a lot of it's called something different. But. <laughs> there's a lot of shots from like that was really interestingly lit. Mm-hmm. Like there's really interesting ways that they backlight her and her hair looks has this glow to it. I'm like, you guys went the extra mile to make everyone look interesting, not like. Not like beauty shots, but just like it just has a very unique look because of how it's lit. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I liked the team that put this movie together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am not going to give this best best friend because I've already done that. I think I'm going to give this movie. Uh, like I don't want to argue about it or anything. I'm just going to give this movie best writing because I was pleased as punched by it. Okay. 
I'm not going to take that away from you. Thank I'm you. I'm going to let you have that. Thank I'm you. I'm going to let you enjoy it. Yeah, you're not going to... <laughs> You're you're not gonna best picture 2018 me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not gonna do it 2021 style. I'm not gonna come and slap you. I'm oh, just, thank God! I'm just gonna let you enjoy this. Uh, so let's keep that up and just tell me who you fall in love with. Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I loved you from the first second I met you. <laughs> But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, and love, and love you. I know. Your wife, because she's fine. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, you're not going to slap me. No. no. Um, I'm going to fall in love with... Goodness, it's this one's hard for me. I like all four of them, but I'm going with Mackenzie Davis because I like how free spirited, wild and crazy, but honest, and she's just super pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, there's this terrifying moment though when her and Adam Driver are talking to each other about like tearing off each other's skin and wearing it, and I thought it was hilarious, but I could see if that would scare you away. <laughs> it definitely did. That's too much for me. Um, I'm going with Zoe Kazan's friend who's with the... She's wearing glasses. The nothing character? She's pretty cute. That's it? <laughs> Not even Daniel Radcliffe? I felt like Radcliffe was a, Wallace, was a good choice. He was my second. Wallace is still a jaded cynic, and I don't want that in my life at the end of this movie he's not i feel no, like halfway but, through this movie he's not i don't know as soon as he makes that speech i don't think he is i think he believes in love a little he's more on the other side of love but he's not quite all the way there mm. um and mackenzie davis scares me mm. adam driver is too much for me adam <laughs> driver actually reminded me a lot of my brother throughout this movie yeah i get that yeah yeah um so no thank you zoe kazan sorry I just don't like her. You've been hurt before, Ryan. It's not even that. I just, I think she's kind of plain naive to, I just, I think she's letting on, I don't know. I just, I don't I, get I wouldn't, her. I wouldn't disagree with you, but I, I don't see her, it doesn't paint her as evil to me. And I, I know you're not she, saying, I know you're not saying evil, but it doesn't throw me to the other side of the fence on her. Yeah. I think I think it comes down to a lot of this movie where I'm like, mm, no, you do know better. You're I, you acting know, like you don't, but you do. I bet. I bet if there was one thing that changed about this movie, it might be the key to like unlocking it for you. Like if there was just one, I think if there's one scene that allowed you to understand something a little bit differently, like all these other puzzle pieces would have fallen into place. I think it should have gone harder in one direction. Because like the band, <laughs> there's a like hyper extreme version of this in my best friend's wedding, um, which just goes full tilt. Yeah, where that's a that's a it's a full tilt. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> no, but I think maybe it's just too much in this wishy washy place where it's like characters kind of sort of their way throughout the movie. And with my best friend's wedding. She knows what she wants and she goes for it, but her plan is evil and her desires are evil. And you have a character like George to 
ground everything and to have characters be confronted by their selfish choices mm-hmm. by Cameron Diaz, by Dermot Mulroney, and have a reckoning of that. I don't feel like the characters in this movie really learn anything about what they went through. It just kind of worked out for them. I'm happy it worked out for them. Yeah, I just, I went through a couple experiences like what they go through and I learned my lesson the first time. Even though it was very drawn out with Sarah in my personal life, I still had, I still had faith in that. I don't think I would have, I really don't think I would have pursued her the way I would have if she was in a situation like Zoe Kassan. I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like you wanted them to learn their lesson here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they either were going to learn their lesson or finally follow their hearts. And this movie chose finally follow their hearts. He was always following his heart. No, not until, not until he was open and honest with her. Yeah. We're just not going to agree about this movie. Okay. Because he put up with her. He put up with that friendship. I don't think it was second rate. It wasn't what he wanted. Yeah. Let's not argue about it. Okay. I'm not. Here, you have the last word. I, I don't want you to, I don't want no, to be no. the one the last word. No, no, it's it's okay. I think people know that I like this movie. They know that you don't. And I think it's always kind of like mom and dad are fighting at the dinner table during these. It's going to be but okay. Just let, letting everybody know, Ryan and I just feel very passionate about movies, but we always hug after See, this. See, look, so we're hugging. Nope. Mom and dad aren't fighting. It's fine. <laughs> we're, we're hugging from the other side of the table. <laughs> Daddy, why is daddy crying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, next week is Footloose. We're gonna feel a lot better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'll be like, I don't, I don't. Think <laughs> I don't these... get these kids. That pastor knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I, I just, I think if tractors are gonna run into each other like that, we would all know that they'd both fall over. It's Come just on not now. okay. Anyways, I love you so much <laughs> that. <laughs> Do you after this episode? That I would happily make you nachos after a triumphant night oh, of sex. I would love that. Well, you'd let me enjoy them too? Yeah. Okay. I love you so much that I will also come to your retirement home when you're putzing around and make your life more interesting by throwing color commentary. <laughs> Great. And this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Rate and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide. To rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs>